we've been doing a series on uh, spiritual disciplines and we've we've looked at silence and solitude we've looked at prayer we've looked at reading and studying the bible we've looked at sabbath uh, worship and adoration simplicity and as kate said now we're going to be looking at meditation and um, i'm going to say that i'm excited about speaking about meditation because i found it to be such a powerful um life-changing spiritual discipline it's one that i've um engaged in continually it's not like uh, there are things that i sort of feel like i'll drop in and drop out of um i found that I, i've needed to meditate on god's word and it has benefited me and i believe others massively i would go even to an extreme of saying like it has rescued and saved my life at times okay and i'll maybe i'll share a little bit about that later um so i when we were talking early at the beginning of right before sort of pre um before half 10 a few of us were on and anthony was sharing something about psalm 49 and i just looked at psalm 49 and the first few verses spoke to me about this morning so i'm going to read those to us he was he was talking about a completely different part of the psalm but i grabbed this and it says this okay hear this all you peoples listen all who live in this world both low and high rich and poor alike my mouth will speak words of wisdom the utterance from my heart will give understanding and i and i just thought yes I believe that, that what I'm going to do is speak words of wisdom and understanding. So whether you uh, agree with that or not, I, I agree with it and I affirm it. So what I want to do um, is I want us to look at Psalm 1. So if you've got your Bibles, Psalm 1, I'm just going to read over the first three verses a few times, okay? And it's a bit... I've got a different, slightly different version. It's the NIV, but it's not the NIV that I've memorized. So anyway, but it says this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Okay, so I want us to think about the progression that we see with those um, words um, there um, walk stand sit walk stand sit so walk in the way of the wicked stand in the way of sinners 
sit in the seat of mockers. This world influences us. This world, this corrupt, fallen world where evil gets in, influences us. As we've um, heard from Martin and from Joy, that sort of that toxic pool that we can be in. Now, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. There is goodness in God's creation, but there's also a a, a wicked, um, evil, uh, rebellious way. And so we can be so influenced by the world we live in. And the warning comes in that psalm, don't walk in the way of the wicked. Don't just sort of bumble along with it and, and hear it and then and then stand and think, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I haven't thought of it like that. And start getting into the ways of the world and then sit down. Can you see? So we walk, we stand, and then we sit. We get comfortable in a place of mockery, of mockery that God doesn't exist. Living as God is not real. His, his, his word and his truth and his ways aren't relevant and aren't important. That's the world's thinking and the way world's way of getting in. And I believe that, just as Joy showed us, thank you for that, like the lights uh, float on the water then. They're not meant to be uh, sunk by the water. And so we, we, we need to be... Um, those that are not we're, we're blessed if we don't get caught up in the ways of the world and the wisdom of the world and of all evil and so it encourages those but those who delight in the law of the lord okay so i believe at the time of writing that would have been talking about torah uh, the pentateuch the first five books um, of the bible genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy and um, that they, you know, they just to soak it in, read it, be filled with it. So, but we've we've got we've got more. Uh, we've got uh, the old covenant. We've got the new covenant. And so, when we read the word law, well, let's take it as the whole of God's word. Those who delight in the whole of God's word, who meditate on God's word day and night. That person, they're like a, a tree that's planted by streams of water. And so it flourishes. It flourishes. It grows. It produces good fruit. And it produces good fruit all the time. Its leaf does not wither. And then it goes on this, I'm not so the wicked. They are like chaff that blows away. I, I think we can get so caught up in the here and now of things and think that, why do evil people prosper when the right we want to live righteously and it doesn't seem like there are times that we're we're winning but it says there we will prosper and i'll come on to that that word prosper in in a while so first of all i just want to think of, of that word meditation and the hebrew word means to um utter and mutter to declare to muse, to ponder, that, that imagery of a, a turning over and around in the mind and in the heart. Remember, um, Jesus said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
the, the good person brings up the good story in them, the evil person brings up the evil with them. Our, our thinking and our heart, we're, we're, they're not separate, we're connected. And so what we take into us will come out of us. So I'd ask the question, what are you full of? What are you full of? And so uh, if we want to be full of God's word, we need to meditate on it. So turning around in the mind and the heart to gain greater understanding, insight, revelation, wisdom, encounter with God. An encounter with God as we meditate. It's not just an academic, intellectual exercise. It's a spiritual exercise where we meet with and encounter the living God and are changed by his presence, his character and, in, and his truth. So in other words, at the heart of meditation, it's about speaking and thinking about God, his character, his deeds and his words. Now, <clears throat> a word about meditation is that biblical meditation is very different from other forms of meditation. So you might have heard or experienced yourselves about other forms of meditation. So some of which will say things like empty, empty your mind, um, empty your mind, be, become one with the universe, or even uh, to, to meditate, to think positively about yourself, positively about your situation, positively about your circumstances. Now, I'm not against that, but that's not biblical um, meditation. So what I'm encouraging us to do, I want us to do biblical meditation, and I would strongly discourage against other types of med meditation, because biblical meditation is about our relationship with God, the God who created the universe, that we can be one with our creator. So biblical meditation is about our, our relationship with God. It's about focusing on and filling our mind and heart on the one true living God who reveals himself supremely through the, the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. John's Gospel uh, chapter 1 verses 1 to 3 tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning and through him all things were made. Without him uh, nothing was made. So the creator God, the word is there at the beginning but then it says about the word becoming flesh in verse 14. Chapter one of John, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus, he came from heaven to earth to show us what God is like. He came to reveal God's character and goodness, God's grace, God's truth. He came to deal with our sin. He came to defeat and destroy the works of the evil one. He came to rescue us from the power of sin and death. Now, I'm not going to 
uh, expand or go into any of that anymore. Yeah, you know, I've just done a seven seven talks on the YouTube channel on overcoming sin and developing godly virtues, where I've looked at specific sins. And if you haven't watched them, I would encourage them to, because um, God wants to live. God wants us to live in victory and freedom and to uh, work well with him. So I'd encourage you to look at them and then that will stop me going on about it now as well. So biblical meditation is about focusing on and filling the mind and heart on the one true living God who reveals himself through the life, death, resurrection of Jesus. Right, we've got that. Look at Jesus, fix your eyes on Jesus. And biblical meditation is also the focusing on and the filling of our mind and heart on the one true living God who reveals himself through his written word, the Bible. <clears throat> um, in um, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, it says that this, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So God's word, the Bible, Holy Scripture is inspired by God. God breathed and it's useful for teaching us, telling us what to do, how to do it. It's useful for rebuking us, telling us off. Stop! your way going wrong way stop it repent it's useful for correcting us hey you're just slightly off beam mate but you're out of alignment with god get back in alignment with god training in all levels of righteousness so that we the servants of god can be thoroughly equipped god wants to equip us meditation on god's word Meditation on Jesus equips us to live the life that God wants us to live. And so the Bible is no ordinary book. It's the word of God. It's inspired by God. And I think that sometimes we can we get so familiar with it. We treat it lightly, but it's the very word of God. And God wants to speak into us and, and change us so that we become more we become all that he made us to be and that we flourish in our call in our gifting in our anointing so that when god's word comes to us we agree with it we take it by faith and we live it out romans 12 verse 2 says this we know it i believe we most of us know it do not conform to the pattern of this world okay all that thinking wicked thing don't conform to it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we get transformed? I believe our mind gets transformed by the, by the spiritual discipline and gift of biblical meditation. Then we are able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. Our flesh might rage against it our flesh might want us to disagree with it but our spirit man uh, strengthened encouraged and enabled by the word of god by the living word through meditation will help us to agree with god so 
Um, just going back to someone meditating on the word day and night means to think and speak about God, his word, um, day and night, <laughs> all the time. It reminds me of that verse that says, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, I think it's 17, pray continually, meditate continually. I, I love what joy is encouraging us saying, like, one minute at a time, you know, you get distracted. But I believe the goal is, is that we are living, walking places of prayer and meditation because we're a house of God. Um, <clears throat> so I just want to quote Rob, Rob Tribe from when he was speaking about um, worship. He said, um, still your mind, stop thinking about all that crowds into your head. Say I will not think about that. That's the quote of Rob. And then we need to intentionally, deliberately direct our thoughts to God's word to think about them, to think about a particular passage, to think about a particular verse, or as Joy did, think about a particular word. Consider it, chew it over, speak it out, speak it out over yourself. Uh, speak to others about it. Remember what God has done, what God has done in the past. Um, Psalm 143 verse 5 says, I remember the days of long ago. I meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. And you know, when we talk about giving testimony, the heart of that is when we share what God has done, it's that supernatural emphasis on do it again, Lord, do it again. You've done it before. So when we think about the days of long ago and we're reading scripture and we're seeing the magnificent things that God does um, through the, the, the old covenant or in the new with, with Jesus and, and his life and the things that he did and, and said, we can go, God, do it do it, do it again, do it again, Lord, do it in my life, do it in my family's life, do it in my church's life, do it again, we believe you. Now, um, I said earlier that the spiritual discipline of, of meditation, I would say, has, has saved my life. And I think the reason I say that, and uh, I don't, I'm not trying to be melodramatic about it, I believe it, is because in, in those times of life when uh, the lies come in and the thoughts come in, there are suggestions for us to do things that, if you like, in picture language, make us do something really stupid that pushes a panic button because we think, I can't cope, I can't do this, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not man enough for this, or I'm not woman enough for this, I, oh, oh God, why have you asked me to do this? I can't do it. And so we can, if if we're not careful, we can do and say things that um, hit the self-destruct button. And it's in those moments we've got to hold firm, to stand, to stand in the Lord and in his strength. And, and one of the bits of the Bible that I've memorised and, and meditated on um, that has rescued me through the times of, of like this, I call it stupid o'clock at night, those times when you wake up when it all comes rushing in and you're just like, ah, oh, it's dark, it's nighttime, it's painful, it's difficult. And 
I will go. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, the, the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why not? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so it's there that you encounter the living God. You encounter his strength, his comfort, his peace, his joy in the midst of the storm. It's the battle inside of us that we need to win. And it's God's word. It's meditating on it that will help us. And so um, I, I would encourage you to to meditate and to memorize get on god's word so how how can we do this meditation what does it involve well i would say this um <clears throat> read god's word and read it again and read it again and read it again and read it again then you might want to read it again and then maybe you might want to get some verses a, a particular verse and read that and then put it to memory and so you might want to memorize a verse or you might want to memorize a, a passage or you might want to memorize a whole chapter or you might want to memorize a whole book because um the psalmist says um i've hidden your word in in my heart that i might not sin against you and another way of saying that i've hidden your word in my heart that i might live really well for you not just not sin but live really really well and so memorizing hides god's word inside of us how can we memorize there are different ways so you you can write it down you can write write down in our home group we've been talking about this and some of us have been writing out um whole books of the bible um some of us have been reading it out some of us have been recording it and reading it out so there involves speaking and so it's repetitive it's over and over again repetitive reading repetitive speaking repetitive thinking and praying praying the word taking the word and making it into a prayer making it personal making it real and you know what it's good to practice this in the quiet and in the secret place of your own heart and a quiet room and a quiet space but you know what? It's so valuable when you're in the middle of a busy time and place and you can just go into the secret place of your heart and you lock into a particular scripture that the Lord wants to minister to you by, give you strength in. And you can uh, you can do it. I remember when when the kids were little, when we used to um, go to places like Lakeside Shopping Centre and you'd be walking around and there'd be loads of people. It would be busy and I'll just be oh and then it was a time to to think on god's word meditate on it 
because of the chaos that's all around. And so it's when we practice something in the quiet place, it trains us to practice it in, in the noisy place, yeah? And so that we can do that as well. So with all the spiritual disciplines that we've talked about, it's, it's not about um, making it about them, because it's about meeting up and encountering with God and being changed and transformed. Um, but it's, it is about practice. It's about doing it. It's practical, practical spiritual disciplines that will, over the days, weeks, months, years, change and transform us and grow and grow us. So um, the thing, so it's a spiritual discipline that will lead us into deeper intimacy with God, with Father God, with Jesus, with Holy Spirit. And I think for me that meditation implies awe and wonder. As we remember God and take him at his word and all his glories, we ponder on his fullness. It's just like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. So when we look with naturalizing circumstances and situations, we can be overcome and overwhelmed by them. But when we look at God, you know, the psalm is Psalm um, 77, verse 11 to 13 says this. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember the miracles of long ago. I will consider all your works and I will meditate on your mighty deeds. Your ways, God, are holy. What God is as great as our God? And so, you know, it's so easy to fall into idolatry, even idolatry of things that we feel like they will never move, they will never shift, they will never change. That's a form of idolatry and worship because we are bowing down to a superior power and force. And that's not right because God is the superior power and force. So we need to change our thinking and go, oh, no, this situation is impossible for us, but it's not impossible for God. And so we need to take our, our faith from what cannot be done into a God who can do it. And meditation will help us do that. So think about meditation like this. Um, some people were eating chocolate earlier on today. <clears throat> So think about chocolate or an everlasting gobstopper, if you like. Um, so slowly enjoying it, in, enjoying it, letting it melt in your mouth. Pay close attention to every like taste bud and nuance of the flavour and the texture. It's like when you see people on telly who are the chefs and they try some food or they, they try a bit of wine and then they go, oh, it's beautiful. It's got this, that and the other in it. And you're thinking when you eat something, you go, well, it just tasted all right. But they can pluck things out of it. And it's like that. When we get into God's word in meditation, we can delight and enjoy and experience his presence, his character and be inspired for even more. Uh, meditation and encounter with him you know meditation is powerful it's a powerful dis discipline it's an amazing gift to us and I am so thankful for it so back to Psalm 1 and it said if I can find it um, so we're the one who meditates like the person who's like a tree by a riverbank soaking it all up leaves everything and it says this whatever they do prospers 
whatever they do prospers. So the one who meditates on God's word prospers. So there's a promise to grab hold of. If I meditate on God's word, I will prosper. Now, in the verse, the word prosper is not speaking about a narrow Western 21st century consumeristic, get rich, individualistic, um, self-centered society. It's not speaking about a temporary and shallow happiness that comes from getting some economic prosperity, a bit more cash. It's not speaking about that. The Hebrew word there means to, listen to this, break out mightily, to go over, to push forward, to advance, to make progress, to succeed. To prosper means a pushing forward or a pushing up as if you were coming um, up the side of a pot or a bowl. Imagine you being stuck in a big hole in the ground and you can't get up the sides. Sometimes life can feel like that. And what biblical meditation does, it gets us up the side of our pit and onto high ground so that we can prosper. So for some people, they need to hear the word new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new season. And biblical meditation by God's grace will bring us into a new day and a new season because we prosper in him, because we're meditating on God and on his word, that we are rejecting and getting out of alignment with the world and with Satan, with wicked, with sinful stuff, with mockers. We don't live as if God doesn't exist. We live as if God is very real and very present, is alive, is active, is powerful and is in our lives. That's what meditation does for us. It brings us into alignment with God, into agreement with God so that we can disagree with the world in its ways. We can break agreement and alignment with it. Now, meditation and prospering then wants to send us into, back into the world. Just thank you, Joy, for that imagery. A light yeah. in the toxic water. with a God perspective and a God balance so that we're aligned with God. We can deal with uh, human life well. We can deal with the reactions and responses of others well because we're meditating on God's word. That mockers won't bother us, that slanderers won't bother us, that wicked people won't bother us because we know they're not our enemy and the enemy is our enemy. And the meditation on God's word, um, you know, I do not fight against flesh and blood. It will help us. It will transform us. And um, there's a, I've got a quote. I'm not sure where I got it from, but a guy called William Penn. So it's a bit old language, but it says this. True godliness does not turn men or women out of the world, but enables them to live better in it and excites their endeavours to mend it. Like God wants us to mend our world in his name. God wants us to bring healing and wholeness to our world 
in his name, to our workplace in the name of Jesus, to our families in the name of Jesus. So it's a new day, a new season when we put our, our, our meditation heart and mind with it. And you know, <clears throat> meditation doesn't stop with our thinking and with our, with our speaking. What meditation wants to do is change our behavior as a result of our encounter with God, the one true living God. So repentance and obedience are essential in any biblical understanding of uh, meditation. So God said to Joshua, Joshua 1.8, keep the book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night. Why? So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. It's the truth that we that we meditate on, that we we get into us, that we are obedient to, that will set us free and cause us to prosper. So when we encounter the word of truth, we need to recognise uh, what it's saying to us. And meditation will help us do that. And there might be character flaws. There might be sinful ways in us that we, we aren't aware of. And we read the word of God, we're open to it, we meditate on it, and then God speaks to us. So um, so think of a passage, think of uh, in John's gospel, John 8, um, a, a woman is caught in the act of adultery and they bring her to Jesus. And basically they want to they, they entrap Jesus. But what happens is that as they're all accusing this woman, it says that Jesus writes in the dust of the ground and then he stands up and he says this you the, the one who is out without sin throw the first stone the one who is without sin throw the first stone wow what a way to deal with judgment with criticism what a way to deal with it and so it's like if i've got judgmental thinking going on inside of me if I've got critical thinking and speaking uh, in my heart and in my mind and in my life when I come across Jesus saying you who, who hasn't sinned you throw the stone do you know what if I meditate on what Jesus is saying I'm going to shut my mouth I'm going to repent of my judgment and my criticism i'm going to change my ways because i've met with god through his word and so again the psalm says psalm 119 verse 11 i have hidden your word in my heart that i might not sin against you so a continual focus on obedience and faithfulness really shows the difference between biblical meditation and any other meditation because it's self-centered and biblical meditation is jesus other centered so meditation will send us into the world with god's perspective meditation helps us to align ourselves with god to redirect direct our life so that we can deal with human life well so church i just want to encourage you i'm going to I'm going to round up. I want to encourage you to meditate on his word. Do spiritual disciplines. Practice 
the habit, hear and obey. I'm just going to read um, a couple of um, verses. So Philippians 4, verse 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Psalm 4, verse 4 says, Tremble and do not sin. When you're on your bed, search your hearts and be silent. And the last one, Psalm 104, verse 34 says this, May my meditation be pleasing to you, God, as I rejoice in you. Somewhere, I can't remember where it is, it's, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So, bless your church. I want to encourage you to meditate on God's word. Amen.